welcome to NCP episode 141. Uh, this week, David, I am in control. <laughs> Why this is that? puppet has no strings, David. <laughs> no strings. <laughs> the boy is now human. But uh, listeners, I-, I probably will do things differently because I have more of a, a free, free-form kind of style where we just kind of uh, talk about uh, how things went lately, and um, I do have some news and some things to interject as we go. But I really want to just be like kind of a free form conversation. So, uh, you guys down with that? Oh, we're totally down with that. I, you're, you're a lot more relaxed than me. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm more laid back. It's yeah. the American way, you know. <laughs> not as uptight. I, I did actually switch. So normally, normally for NCP, I do coffee, and um, this week I'm doing Blue Moon, so I switched to beer. <laughs> That's awesome. Make it a little a little smoother tonight. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that this episode is uh, a bit more along the style of uh, of your your program ECN, so but without the obviously without the swearing. Yeah. All right. So I'm I'm intrigued. We'll see how it goes. I'll probably end up swearing and telling horrible stories about my sexual awakening or something like that. You know? <laughs> well, I, I switched okay. to the hard stuff too. Normally I'm on tea, but I'm having a coffee this morning. <laughs> the hard stuff. Okay. Janeway style, huh? Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, like, what what has it been like in Australia this week? Like, what, uh, any chaos going on there? What's going on? Well, nothing on the level of Baltimore, but uh, we, yeah. our, our thing, I suppose, would be um, we just had the two guys from the Bali Nine, the two Australian citizens that were, uh, executed. what's the word, executed. Yeah, I was going to say assassinated, but no, it's executed um, in Indonesia. And, uh, um, big protests big in protests. major cities to stop the forced closures of indu- in, indi- indigenous... Uh, yeah, it's for- yeah, the government is saying that they're going to force close indigenous settlements, settlements in order to force them to move to the major cities in order to get... Actually, jobs. to get jobs, which wow. is just an absolute disgrace. I mean, it's, like what that. the hell is this? It's I not th- the 30s. I think this is coming from the West Australian government. I get, I get, whoever, whichever part of Australia is doing it is just a, an absolute disgrace. This is like like way more of a downer than I thought. Like I, thought, <laughs> I thought you- oh, do you want some, do you want some good news? Some good news. Um, <laughs> yeah, they had the baby. News. Yeah, well, well, it's not really Australian news, but. Uh, What's, what's we're his? part of the Commonwealth. We're, we're part, part of the, the Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Yeah, we're part of the Commonwealth. So I guess it counts. But uh, there's a new royal baby. He's a girl. And uh, oh yeah, I saw we're, this. We're hoping that they that, that they name her Elaine so that they can have George and Elaine. Mm. And then they just need another couple <laughs> like of boys. <laughs> Jerry and Cosmo. No, <laughs> Jerry and Cosmo. Name her seven. Seven or soda. It's refreshing. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's about. Oh, we just had uh, free comic book day yesterday. Yep. Which yeah, is, today's our free. Which comic is your free comic day, book day? Yeah. Did you go down? Yeah. Yeah, I went down. You know, I left empty-handed. I didn't pick anything up. Actually, what? I take that back. So I placed an order, David. Yes. For I like how uh, you say how you say my name. I like doing that. It's a weird. It's a weird way of saying it. It's it's like it's like you're telling about to tell me off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, you you place an order. Yeah, so David. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I know that me and you are in a we're in a common brotherhood now, like one that uh, that a, a lot of people can't say that that they're in. Um, right. <laughs> I, I placed an order today for twenty five copies of the same comic. What? <laughs> yeah. And I'm planning on putting my kids through college. I don't even have kids yet, but I'm planning on using this issue to put them through college. It is the 
It's actually the first appearance of myself in the comic universe. Really? Uh, yes, yes. So, oh. and, and this is the this is the unique brotherhood. I know that you're you're also in a comic, right? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, what what issue? What what are you in? I'm in the Mighty Titan, um, which uh, I think it's issue four. I do believe. You're throwing me on the spot here. I actually don't have all the details in front of me, but yes, I am. It was a, it was a Kickstarter a Kickstarter program made by uh, oh geez, just now totally out of my head. But the gentleman uh, he's a he's a cancer survivor, and so he's he did a comic about a superhero whose alter ego is like a is like a Captain Marvel Shazam sort of deal, where his his human ego is actually had cancer and. Oh and, wow! Um, yeah, I like, didn't realize that. We met the guy in uh, in New York Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, I think his name's Joe, off the top of my head. I didn't realize that the comic was like based on that source material. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's, it is. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a cool dude, and um, and you know he's a uh, yeah Joe Martino. That's right. So it's um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it's it. I I wanted to be part of it. I wanted to support him, and uh, the bonus is that yes, I I appear in the the Mighty Titan universe. It's pretty cool. That is that is pretty awesome. Yeah, let me tell you. Let's tell, tell us about your one though. Well, I want to say first that, like, when we went to New York Comic Con, you showed me that you were in the pages of the comic. I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool, David." That's pretty cool. <laughs> Jealousy. But on, the in- on the inside, I was going, "Why am I not in the comic? <laughs> I won't be successful until the day I'm finally in a comic book." And um, <laughs> and I have to say that that day has finally come. So uh, the big con job drawn by Domo Stanton. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, so Domo is just a nice guy, man. Yeah. I don't know. We we interviewed him at New York Comic Con. He's a lazy. And he, he told me that he listened to the show, and I didn't. I didn't believe him. I, I kind of thought that that he was just being polite, which you know I would do. Like if if I were in his shoes, and some um, you know podcasters from two different parts of the world showed up at my booth and and wanted to uh, to talk to me about uh, nonsense. I would have told him I listened to the show whether I really did or not. <laughs> and and uh, so apparently he really does. He, he listens to NCP or ECN? He, he claims that he listens to both. Oh, okay, cool. Well, he has, he has told me that uh, we, we, we've communicated via email since then because uh, Domo is going to be the artist on... Uh, Clash of on, Champions. On, yeah, Clash of Champions. So I've decided to create Cla- uh, Clash of Champions, otherwise, aka Contest of Champions, um, as yeah. like sort of four page comics. And Domo's going to be the artist on those. So it's pretty exciting. He, he said he talked about how he listens to the show. So it was pretty cool. He might put us in that too, man. We might be like regular. Like, well, I was thinking, I was thinking we'd be the announcers. Like you, me, and Crystal would appear yeah. as uh, the announcers. We're going to be so successful, David. <laughs> <laughs> like a three-headed creature. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so he's in the con job, which is his uh, his book with uh, Jimmy Pally Pallyamoti or whatever. He's, how do you pronounce that last name? I'm not Pagliotti. I'm not Pagliotti. sure. Yeah, I think he's the, he's the isn't he the writer or something? It's from Boom Studios, yeah. Yeah, it's from Boom Studios, which I I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I, I hate to say it, but I don't know anything about the story. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it, and it looks like it actually takes place at conventions, like at Comic Con you know style places and um we i'm probably just some guy walking by in one of the panels but That's cool. uh, <laughs> so, you, so you actually you haven't seen it yourself i've seen his like i've seen his drawing before it was colored and everything so i haven't actually seen it in the comic oh, but so, I've seen so you're just walking past the booth 
No, I'm actually. It's like it's it's like I'm it's like ECN has a booth. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, it's all three of us sitting at the booth, me, Matt, and Scott. <laughs> that is so awesome, Dobo. You are a champion. That is cool, man. Yeah, man. What a nice guy. Like I, I, I literally was excited to hear that he he actually does listen to the show. I totally thought he was just being polite, yep. which I would I understand. You know, <laughs> everybody that tells me they listen, like I. I assume they don't. <laughs> I know, it's I weird. That. It's weird how that works, isn't it? Like I know for a fact people are downloading the episode. Whether they listen to it, I don't know. But they at least yeah. I know they download it or stream it. And yet, whenever I like hand out a, a business card and, and someone says, "Oh, actually, I listen to the show," I'm I'm always surprised. I'm like, yeah. "Really?" Yeah. <laughs> or if somebody says something that we've you know mentioned on the show, I'm, I'm like, "Oh my god, they actually did listen." Blows <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. us away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, that happens to me at work all the time because I assume my I talk about my coworkers a lot because I assume they don't listen, and then a lot of times I find out that they do. So I have to kind of like tread. Oh, so, tread they, so, so they say. Uh, so you're on Scott's show, yeah, right? Yeah, go, <laughs> oh, you're on Scott's show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that joke doesn't work on NCP. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's just. It, but uh, I listen to your show as well. So <laughs> that's why. Um, why don't we do? I'll go over a little bit of news. Because that's the order you usually do it in, as you do news at the beginning. Yeah. So, have you heard about the uh, Josh Trank being taken off of Star Wars? Yeah, I read that. Uh, read that this morning. In fact, the guys, I, the, the rumors, the rumors are apparently true. The guy is a douche. Well, yeah, I was. I'm reading different. So it sounds like no matter what, it sounds like the guy might be a douche. But I haven't met him. I cannot confirm. I haven't met him. Different headlines and in, in articles kind of like portray it a different way, like. Mm. He, some say he was he quit. Some say that he was let go. Um, some say it had something to do with Fox and the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, well, so basically, basically, he's, um, he's he's doing Fantastic Four reboot, and and he was meant to do a standalone Star Wars film, but he didn't show up to the Star Wars celebration, and there was no reason given. And then, yeah, he's he, he's he released he had, a statement saying that he has to move on or something. Yeah, he said he had like a wicked flu. Right. And that he couldn't make it, which I, I, I like, like I can't imagine calling into this. You know what I mean? Like this seems yeah, yeah. like one of the biggest events of his life. <laughs> like, you were you were I, sick recently, were you? Yeah, that's the, that's why there was no video of the like the the previous episode of ECN. Yeah, I was, I was, I still went to work. But if you but just, if you'd gotten a Star Wars celebration invite, you would have been there. I would have still been. <laughs> I'm telling you. No matter how sick I was, I would have been there. And, and it would have been, it, it, like, I would have had to have been on my deathbed. Like, I would have had to have been nearly dead. One <laughs> percent away from being dead to not to not have gone to that. Like, this is so crazy. Fair I don't believe fair. that he was sick and didn't go. No. That's, that's what he's saying, and I can't call him a liar, but, dude, you'd have to be really sick, right? Yeah. Well, maybe it doesn't mean as much for him as it does or for us. Or maybe he just didn't want to infect everybody else. No. Yeah. Maybe he's a really nice guy. Nah, see, see, uh, see, he's like the type of guy who wouldn't care if he infected everybody else. Yeah, I'm telling you, Americans not that considerate. We sneeze on every door handle, every bathroom stall handle. We start. I, I whenever I'm sick, I sneeze on the tissues and then put them back in the dispenser. <laughs> No, I don't know why he didn't go, but it doesn't make sense to me. That's his his loss. Yeah, his loss. But he was going to do the spinoffs. Like, how many spinoffs are they planning on doing? Just well, you, they're doing. Uh, I think it's four that's been announced. But I think I could be wrong. He's going to do one of those. So he's not doing. 
Rogue One. That's still going ahead with somebody else, which is cool. Are you worried that they're doing too many? Like, are you worried that they're going to stretch themselves too thin and mm. they're not going to be that hot? Not necessarily. I mean, I mean, even a bad Star Wars film is still a good Star Wars film. I mean, I, I'm with you, but like, honestly, like the Marvel movies, I've liked, I've liked most of them. Yeah. But now we're getting Ant Man. I don't know how I feel about Ant Man. It does look. It could could be ridiculous. I think. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's, it's going it's to play the ridiculous. But it could out. be ridiculous in a good way. Yeah, that's 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 but what it, I'm looking forward to. But it could also but be ridiculous in a bad. The way. Thomas the Tank Engine scene alone is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. But like, like, do you think there's a risk of of Marvel and and Star Wars? They're, they seem like Star Wars is kind of doing this same this same kind of uh, you know franchise, which which makes sense. Marvel's owned by Disney now. Yeah. But like, is there a chance that they could stretch themselves too thin and, and not deliver as good of content as if they had dedicated the same amount of money and time, you know, to fewer movies? As long as the people are willing to go to these things on mass and spend a ridiculous amount of money, they're going to keep doing it. Um, well, whether, whether I, I that... agree that it's a better business decision, but I'm just saying from the artistic perspective, do you think the movies are going to suffer because of it? Yeah, probably, but. That's that hasn't been a problem in Hollywood for a very long time. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't really. I have no interest in seeing Rogue One, uh, or the Han Solo film, or the Boba Fett film, or any of those sort of things. But let's face it, I still will. <laughs> and so, and yeah. that's that's what they're counting on. They don't. They they're not. It's despite what they say, let's be honest. They they don't give a crap about the fans. All they care yeah. about is the money. And if they're willing to take that, they'll take advantage of the fans, and especially fans like myself, who will see every single thing that has the word Star Wars slapped on it, because yeah. they, because they know they'll, they'll get the money. They don't care whether the film's actually any good or not. And that's you know that's and that's I'm not saying that as a criticism. I mean that's that's the way business works. It's big business. But then again, yeah. if we're pumping the money into it, maybe that will make a better product because they've got the more money to make a better product. They don't have that's to worry about point. money. They've got exactly. more money than God. That's point. God doesn't have money. He doesn't need money. God needs money. <laughs> Lives on Park Avenue. That, that place ain't cheap. <laughs> but the, uh, the difference is, like, if they mess up the Ant-Man movie, how many people is it really going to piss off compared yeah. to if they mess up Star the Star Wars franchise? I mean... That's a fair question. question. I, don't, I seriously don't think they were. I think you were... Uh, I mean, Phantom Menace pissed off a lot of people and whether yeah. you like it or not it still annoyed a lot of people and yet they still went and saw them they're still ridiculously successful yeah i i i know but then that was still george lucas like this is like they've passed the torch from so like when george lucas made a bad movie it was like yeah but he did make three really good movies you know yeah. and this is like they've passed the torch from george lucas to disney and everybody's wanting to see what disney's gonna do with it um and I think that it's so big. A, it's too big to fail. Like you're saying, like it's such a large franchise that people are going to go see it no matter what. But it's also so big that, like, if they fail, it'll change a lot of opi- people's opinion about um, about Disney and J.J. Abrams in general. Oh yeah, Force Awakens is guaranteed to be a success. When when Phantom Menace come out, um, people were still going to the movies in droves. But what if now they become so annoyed that they? Don't go to the movies, but they'll still see it because they'll download it. They'll download it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it. 
there's a there there will come a point where this oversaturation of superhero films and Star Wars films and stuff like that will will come to a head. I mean, it, will, it has to happen. Yeah. It's just that's the way nature works. So there will one of these films will bomb, and then they'll have some sort of reassessment. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And then the age of the chick flick will come back. God help. <laughs> God help. The look of horror on my face. <laughs> oh, the horror. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's interesting. Yeah, man. But um, in uh, lighter news, we got the first look at Jean Grey and Jubilee, or at least uh, this like Instagram 80s photo of them. <laughs> they, uh, they did actually release a, another, like uh, Brian Cena released one on, on his account to to sort of make up for the grainy, horrible shots that they had. But uh, that is that is pretty cool, though. I mean, Ju- Jubilee does look like... I mean, she doesn't have the the yellow overcoat, which is a bit of a shame, but... Uh, they she do... has the yellow coat on, but it is it is more of an 80s look. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's not it's not the same coat that she wears in the comics, but that, that, that makes sense, because you wouldn't be able to wear that thing. It'd be too heavy. But uh, they, do, they do look pretty cool. I mean, Jean Grey, she's not wearing her outfit, so she just looks like a normal red-headed teenager, yeah. but... And it is um, the the young lady that plays Sansa Stark in Game of Thrones, but uh, Jubilee does look awesome. I'm actually quite excited. I think the the like it reminds me of the Jim Lee era, uh, where they were, did all the like swimsuit costumes and all the crazy like uh, <laughs> um, fashion kind of style stuff with all with the female superheroes. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of that. Well, well even with the males, they did it. They did it with all of them. They just went through this like phase where like yeah, the swimsuit um, editions. <laughs> Yeah, it's... God, they were terrible. But uh, yeah, they were terrible. You couldn't get away with that now. Mary Sue and uh, and all those websites would go, you know, go ballistic. But uh, no, it's, it, I actually do think uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I mean, it is set in the '80s, so it doesn't make sense that Jubilee looks that That's way. That's neat, man. Yeah, like it's neat. It's neat that like they went to. Uh, I, I didn't even realize this until I read it in this article. But um, first class was set in the '60s. Yeah. And then Age of Apocalypse, they went back to the seventies, and then in this movie, it's going to be in the eighties. No, this is this is Apocalypse. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past, they went back to the seventies, yeah. and then in Apocalypse, they're going to be in the in the eighties. In the eighties, yeah. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I do like the jacket that Nightcrawler's wearing as well. Have you seen that? No. There's a, shot of, there's a shot of them all, sta- all, all standing, having a meeting on a on a. Uh, balcony of some kind or some th- something or other and it has a has a shot of uh cody smith mcphee who's a young australian actor australia's own um <laughs> as nightcrawler and uh the jacket just looks so bad it's like it's straight out of thriller it looks like michael jackson's jacket in thriller it looks awesome a lot of people were wearing those i know <laughs> i mean it, it's kind of a cross between michael jackson's jacket and the ca- outfit that nightcrawler actually wore in the Do 80s you know what I wanna, so, it, so it makes a lot of sense it just looks it looks awesome it looks awesome bad I want to see a guy in this film wearing stonewashed denim, yeah, high top, moon booty kind of runners, yeah, and a sweat yeah. hog jacket. A sweat hog jacket and one of those t-shirts like that had that hyper color yeah. business. Yep, yeah, that that's basically you. Hyper color. What? <laughs> that's what you were wearing in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget the mullet. <laughs> the mullet. And the yeah. mullet. Wolverine like with a mullet. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. I- I really, I, I think, I think we'll get to see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if not, we'll have David put it back on for us. <laughs> um, so, do you want to do, uh, you want to do some reviews? I've got one. 
Yeah, let's do some reviews. All right, Crystal, do you got anything this week? No. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've basically been watching free-to-air TV, so I've been watching all old episodes of Bing Bang, uh, Seinfeld, and that other show that we Friends. Watched. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> the other show that we watch. <laughs> while, while we're still on, before we do the reviews, but while we're still on, um, on TV shows, I was reading this article that Daredevil was almost a movie as opposed to a TV show. That it was um, whenever Joss, whenever Joss Whedon was pushing for the Marvel universe, the movie universe, mm. that was one of the the side movies he wanted to make to bring into the the Marvel movie universe was Daredevil. I, I and I, I love Joss Whedon. Hate the Daredevil movie that came out. Love the Daredevil TV show. And I wanted to pose the question. If if we assume that it would have been similar to the Netflix TV show, how good do you think a Daredevil movie would have been, sort of in that setting? And then compare it to the TV show. Like, do you think it was better off actually as a show than it was as a movie? Oh, I, I prefer TV shows over movies because you can get more into the story. So, but I yeah. haven't actually seen any episodes of Daredevil yet, so it's hard for me to say. Oh, so but I just I, I think I think your premise is flawed. I just don't think it would have been as as a film, a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. It wouldn't have been the same as the TV yeah. show because the TV show is ridiculously violent and adult. And they just mm. there's, and there's no way they're going to do that for a film. There's just no possible way. There's I see just, what you. If it was made in the Avengers kid friendly style, yeah. As if, if it, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is as family friendly as they can possibly get, with while still having a little bit of edge. And uh, the, the, the Daredevil, as we now have, would not have been made that way. It would have been completely different. It's, I'm glad that we've got it the way we have. I mean, that's one of my criticisms was that it was maybe a little bit too violent, because it still has to... I mean, when they eventually get together and form the Defenders and show up in Infinity War Part 2, which I'm, I'm laying it down right there, they, the Defenders will show up in Infinity War Part 2, I can guarantee it, then it's going to be a bit sort of off-kilter, but up until then, I'm just going to enjoy it for what they are. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you think there? Do you think that all... It's three shows, right? It's four. Daredevil, Iron Fist, Jessica, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, and Power Man. Oh, okay, Power Man. Do you think they're all going to be as dark and gritty as as Daredevil was? Guaranteed. Yeah, I think so too. Have, and, have, and, have you read Alias? No. Well, she's basically kidnapped by Purple Man, as played by David Tennant, and turned into a mind controlled really? sex slave. So it's you know if they go if they go ahead with that storyline, then that's, yeah, that's pretty dark. Pretty- I mean, obviously, no, they're not going to show anything, you know, too extravagant. But that's that's pretty yeah. full on. Um, Iron Fist. If they go, they'll they'll most likely go with the most recent Iron Fist storyline, which is quite brutal. Uh, and Power Man. That could go either way. Power Man. It sort of depends how they go. I mean, it has to be set in order for it to work. It has to be set in modern day. It can't be that sort of black exploitation Power Man. But it, it, but they can still go pretty dark. I mean, if he goes, if they go full on the wire, then that would be pretty damn cool. Yeah. I think that they're trying to. I think it's in contrast to like the CW superhero shows. Yeah, <laughs> which which are all, the, all not all that bad. The Flash is awesome. No, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. I I don't. I just don't dig that style. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but but at the same time, they're not bad. Like they're really not. Yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of people love those shows, and and I and I get it. I just don't dig that CW thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I'm totally with you. The majority of the CW output, I just couldn't even bothered spitting on it seems to be like it's aimed more at teenagers anyway totally so you guys aren't the target audience that's totally 
I think that's what it is. We're not the target audience. Yeah. No. But but then again, so I never really because I wasn't on the episode where we went over Daredevil, right? Yeah. You guys did that without me. You always was... do the fun stuff without me. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You had the opportunity. <laughs> it was last. It was last episode. Yeah. And um, like one of the things that bugged me. So I love the show, but one of the things that bugged me was it was so dark and anti CW throughout the whole show. And then and then whenever they show the suit in the last scenes, it's it to me it just looks like kinda like the flash. Like to me it looks very CW esque superhero suit. I wish for once they would just put the the hero in the suit that we're used to in the comic. Like But that would have been even more CW. There's, there's the the actual comic book suit just could not work on TV. It just can't. I think it would, man. I think it no would. No way. They can't go the bright red. They just go. They go more of a burgundy red, and it. And they tell me it's Kevlar. I believe it. It doesn't. I don't need to see that it's got seams and everything. It can just. <laughs> they can heat shrink this thing onto this dude. It just wouldn't work in the real world. I just, I just think um, if you the, the the more realistic and dark you do a comic book story, and then put a a, a, a suit in it, it just looks weird. That's what that was my problem. Biggest problem with the first Captain yeah. America film because it was so. They tried to do the war scene so realistic, and he's running around in his Captain America suit, and it looked really yeah. silly. Which is why they then changed it to armor, because because yeah. a lot of people said the same thing. It, it still kind of looks silly. As, as awesome as well, it's I, just, I, just, I don't like the yeah. design of it because I think the helmet looks ridiculous. But the, I mean, as cool as it would have been to have seen the Daredevil suit, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's cool. It would have been awesome. It just doesn't suit the world that he's in. The suit well, doesn't suit the world suit. that he's in. <laughs> <laughs> the comic book suit, at least. And there's, and there's a comic book uh, idea behind the suit that he's wearing at the end of the show. It's He actually wears a suit very similar to that in a comic storyline, uh, which I've now suddenly forgotten the name of. But it's, he basically, in the comic, he just gets absolutely annihilated and then he decides, well, he's, well, he's going to have to start wearing an armour of some kind. And so he comes, yeah. so it's kind of a... It's kind of a toned-down version of that suit, which is you know, which is a cool story. You know what they should do? This probably wouldn't work in the dark when you show that it base, is, maybe. but um, they should have a, a costume party, and then he actually wears the suit from the comic books to the costume party. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you should or be writing this show. That's brilliant. Or That'd better be cool. yet, the whole like the whole '90s thing where like they go to a thrift store yeah. and the guy keeps going in and out of the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, oh, like, what does this look like? Oh, that's funny. It's like that whole montage. Yeah. They could just do that montage until he lands. Oh, the on changing him. outfit montage. It's a classic. <laughs> yep, yeah, spot on. That should be the first episode of season two. <laughs> uh, so, what's your review, David? You doing you doing your review first? Okay, mine mine first. Hmm. All right, me first. You're in charge. You can go first. <laughs> Uh, that's right, I'm in charge. So, uh, I was really excited for, I saw the preview for Ex Machina um, a while a while back. I actually was waiting on this movie for, for quite a while, and I knew it wasn't going to be like a blockbuster hit, like it was going to kind of be a little more subtle, uh, a little on the underground maybe, but um, the preview really, really grabbed me though, Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. The preview played with this idea that the main character wasn't sure whether he was human or not and all right so ex machina basically the premise of the movie is caleb's the main character he works at like a google type place um he wins a contest where the owner of this company nathan um he put out like a lottery basically 
and everybody that worked for the company had a chance to you know enter in the drawing. And the prize is that they would get to go stay with Nathan at this like you know like hermit far away but highly advanced technologically um, cabin in the woods. Basically, I mean it's this <laughs> it's this you know sophisticated technologically speaking facility, but it is just it is just completely off the face of the earth. Like no one no one visits this place except for by helicopter. They're only allowed to go so close, and then you have to walk the rest of the way. Um, no one ever comes and goes. This guy is out here almost by himself. His only company at at this house, which is where he lives, um, the only company he has at this residence is is um, Ava, who is an artificial intelligence that he's designed. Um, she's one of many. She's been like he's been like trying to make Ava smarter and smarter and smarter. And then he's he's finally settled on this one that he wants um, Caleb who. He wants the winner of the contest, which turns out to be Caleb, um, to come and visit and see if he can make a connection with Ava in the same way that he could if she were a real person. And there's also another character named Kyoko, Kyoka, <laughs> and she is like a she's I don't know if she's like his servant or assistant or what, but she is like. It's almost like this guy purchased a human being, and like she's just owned by Nathan, hmm. and she does whatever he wants, and um, whatever he wants. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. That's right. <laughs> that too, David. <laughs> and and right. so those four characters are the only people you see in the entire movie. Just those four characters. Right. But your paradigm about each character changes as the movie goes along. Um, each character kind of. You kind of think one way about them, and then you change your mind about it. And then before the end of the movie, you may actually change your mind again with every single one. And they really do a great job of, of playing with the idea of whether or not each character is, is a robot or a human. Because the movie starts, like almost, almost one of the first lines in the movie is Nathan telling Caleb that um, the real test is if a human can interact with a robot and not know that they're interacting with a robot. Oh, and so Yeah, yeah, exactly. They call it that. So this movie because they kind of introduced that idea at the beginning of the movie, you're constantly trying to decide like who's who's real and who's not. And I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, it actually didn't from watching the preview, I kind of had like a notion in my mind of how it was going to end and it did not end any way that I expected. It ended completely like 150% different than I would have ever expected it to end. Spoiler alert, um, none of them are real. <laughs> not, yes, I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> I'm going to say anything. Um, but uh, it, it's a really good movie. It it did get some complaints about the ending. Um, but I'm not going to go any well, further Alex, than that. That's Alex Garland for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's a really like sterile calm like it is it's not i think it's classified as a intellectual thriller but intellectual yes thriller maybe maybe not i don't know it's not super exciting but it's really it's really interesting movie i really enjoyed it a lot i would say that it's similar to uh the movie her but if her were like a horror story instead of a instead of a love story throughout the movie really you are guessing like every character like i think he might be the robot no, maybe not. I think I think maybe I think maybe he's a robot. Maybe not. I don't know. And it, it, it's just it's really it really kind of toys with your head. You don't know who's human and who's 
and who's the machine. The only person that you know for sure is the character named Ava, um, who is, um, is is absolutely a robot. I mean, they show they show her insides. Like you can see her moving parts. Like she's the only person that you're a hundred percent sure is a robot. And um, but you still kind of question Ava, and you question, you know, is she so human that her motivations could be different than than you suspect? Like, is she so human that she could be? She could be lying to Caleb, or is she so human that she could be in love with Caleb? I really liked it, though. I, I really liked it. I dug it. I understand why some people may have may have felt that it was because it's a slow movie. It's a really slow movie, but I, you know, I enjoyed it. If you enjoy the Data and the and the holographic Doctor episodes of Star Trek, you're gonna <laughs> like this one because it's that similar kind of like you know machine trying to become man kind of thing, and it's and it's. It's a really cool concept, and I and I really dug the movie. I can't say I give it like a. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to rate. I would say maybe a four out of five, though. I don't know. I don't know that I. That's probably really liberal, actually. That's if I were to vote more conservatively, I'd say three and a half out of five. Um, but it's it's definitely worth watching. I, I would say you don't necessarily have to rush to theaters to see it, but you definitely should watch it if you're into that kind of intellectual kind of movie. Um, you you'll dig it for sure. Awesome. Right. Am I am I am I next, Yanbo? Uh, yes, sir. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <Bad>, old David. <laughs> Thank you, old David. <laughs> Screw you, heavy. Wise David. Oh, I like that. That's good. <laughs> that makes him sound even older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds older than old. Yeah. I am an old man. <laughs> um, well, I am reviewing a film as well. I'm reviewing Infini. Infini, I N F I N I. Not infinity. No, well, it's it's the the it purposely shortened version of that word. Okay. Infinity. Infinity. Not infamy. Silence. <laughs> Trying to do a review here. We're professionals. <laughs> okay. Uh, infinity. Infinity is an Australian film. Australia's own. Uh, written and directed by Shane Abbas, uh, who is probably best known from his. Debut film Gabriel in two thousand and seven. Crystal uh, shaking her head. Gabriel was uh, was also an Australian film. It was um, it was about uh, fallen angels fighting on the streets. I vaguely and, remember uh, something. It, it wasn't very good. I'll be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't. Was it was quite derivative, but uh, it showed a lot of promise. And so, and Infinity is the eventual realization of that promise. Well, between Gabriel and Infini, uh, Shane Abbas was actually meant to direct source code. Oh, okay. Uh, but, right. was, but was forced off that project and replaced with uh, Duncan Jones. I don't, I don't know the details behind it, so I can't, I cannot speculate. I don't wish to speculate, but uh, it's he's still not very happy about the whole situation, and uh, and that has what sort of led him to sort of view the, the Hollywood system a, a little bit different now. He's kind of, he's he's like, well, screw it. I'm going to make the films that I want to make. And if they're not commercial successes, well, it doesn't matter as long as it's as long as I'm still pleased with my output, and I respect that. I, I do. That's, that's the way it should be done. Go, going right back to our initial conversation about Disney and Star Wars and all that sort of stuff, they should be made as pieces of art, not just to make money. So, yeah. And now we have Infinity. So, some pre-hype for this film uh, was was quite big. Actually, the trailer was released on iTunes trailers a couple of weeks ago, I think, and it was on number one for five days straight, which is pretty damn good because that's the same time that Jurassic World trailer came out 
and then actually knocked Jurassic World off the top spot. That's so impressive. That's, that's pretty damn impressive. That's pretty sweet. That's worldwide. So um, pretty cool. I'll get the I'll get the negatives out of the way and then get onto some positives. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what I'll do. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it that way. I was, I was going to do the positives first and then go with some negatives, but but uh, finish on a high note. I'll finish on yeah, finish on a high note. I like that. All right, cool. Um, so if any, so the the basic storyline is a um, it's it's set in the future and in you know ninety five percent of the world populated of the world is populated and you know so it's overcrowded and all that sort of stuff and you know it's life's not the greatest and uh the most high paying jobs are um outer space mining operations uh, so they they so they're, they're quite sought after but the problem is is they're is they're also horrendously dangerous like they're terrible terrible jobs um and uh something goes wrong in a, on a mining outpost and uh some soldiers are sent to investigate and they uh they come back totally screwed up and so another group of soldiers are sent to investigate to find out a why these soldiers came back screwed up and what actually happened on the mining outpost and it's done through uh interstellar travels done through this interesting way where it's 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 basically teleportation uh but it's done through not radio waves but sort of but just sort of digital information so you're actually so you're you're turned your physical self is turned into digital information which is then beamed across space um which is fast and gets you around but it uh also leads to possible data corruption and that's not really played on in the film <laughs> unfortunately it's not it's it's weird they've got sort of this sort of sort of thing that whenever you whenever you get teleported you have to answer these questions and do these tests and all that sort of stuff to, to sort of make sure that you are still who you are. But uh, the whole yeah. test is flawed. I don't really yeah, quite you, understand it. It's weird. You, you wouldn't be. You're like, you have to, you'd have, that means you, you, yourself as is now is dead and, and there's a new digital version yeah, you're, of you. Well, you've, yeah, you turn into digital information and then recreated physically, though. Yeah, but it's not the original you. But it's not the original you. Yeah, yeah. it's it, yeah. it, it's there's the thing, the thing. One of the things that I like about this film is that there's it has a lot of questions, and that's not necessarily it's a good and bad thing. So I mean, it's, there's a lot of questions because it has some interesting ideas like this, this digital transfer type stuff, um, and uh, the nature of alien life, and, and uh, that sort of stuff. I mean, that, that, there's some there's some questions there that you sort of like I would have liked some more information about. Um, which I which were quite intriguing. There's also, unfortunately, also quite a lot of questions left because of some massive plot holes. That is just it's really really bad. But it's, it's so that's it, a mixed bag in terms of in terms of questions sort of stuff. So um, so uh, so a team is sent to investigate and they come back pretty screwed up. So uh, and when they do come back, unfortunately, the result of them being screwed up. I mean, they're, they're, they're sort of they're like they're insane. So they've, I mean, they've, they've, they've gone a bit funny. And so the, the, the base that they come back to is destroyed. And during that, the, during that sort of event, there's, we're introduced to our main character, um, who's uh, Whit Carmichael. And he's, he's like it's his first day on the job in sort of like the, the beta, beta team, the alpha team. And so he's, he's all excited. Um, and so he manages to escape. And the only place he can escape to is the place that they just come back from. So the second team is is put together in order to go and and to investigate why the first team come back screwed, what actually happened on the mining, you know, and to save wit. And then you've got the rest of the film. So that's that's the basic premise, uh, the premise of the film. It's, it, that happens in the first um, 
five minutes, and uh, and it's actually quite exciting. Is the, the the start of the film is actually quite cool. You've got, I mean, it starts off with your, with your pretty standard, you know, rookies joining the team type deal, and then it's bang straight into the action. And it's like, oh, what's going on? There's, you know, there's bullets flying everywhere and all sort of crazy stuff. And it's it's really 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 quite cool. And then uh, the credits roll, and, and you're introduced to the second team. One of the, one of the problems I was talking before was sort of plot holes. Um, there's there's quite a lot of stuff that sort of happens in this film that is never really explained, and that sort of thing is generally I'm okay with that because you don't need to be told everything in order to enjoy the story. But there's just so there's so many things that happen that there's 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 no real there's because there's no explanation the 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 plot like I said just opens up into a massive hole and doesn't go anywhere, and so instead of focusing on what you're meant to be focusing on, which is the main, which is plot A. Plot B and C drag you away because you're because you're still thinking well, well but what happened to that guy and it's like what you know so it's, it just doesn't really make a lot of sense and I think it's sort of it's a detriment to the film in that you can't I, I just I couldn't find myself I couldn't enjoy plot A as much as I would have because plot B and C were lost forever um, so that's so that 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 so the plot itself is is uh, is a bit of a bit a bit of a bummer, and the other thing is that even I mean even plot A is really not that original. I mean it's 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 essentially Aliens meets Event Horizon. I mean that's really all it is, and even Event Horizon is derivative as hell of Hellraiser. Event Horizon is essentially Hellraiser in space. So it's the the plot is is as, as enjoyable as it was. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of uh, of of that sort of storyline, like Aliens, one of my favorite films ever. And, you know, so you've got your gun home marine type stuff, you know, facing an alien threat. That's all cool. Um, and I did, and I also did quite like the, when it switched into Event Horizon mode, where it has sort of like the psych- psychological things that were happening. I quite enjoyed that as well. And that's, and during those moments was when the acting really kicked in, uh, which I'll get to like, when I get back to the good stuff. But in saying that, even though that's sort of the, the basic premise of that story, I don't think it was an, it was strong enough to sustain the entire film like it needed to have other things and possibly B and C plots could have been those other things but who knows because they disappeared um, the pacing is also a bit of an issue uh, like, like I said the the start is cool like a, a bang it just j- jumps you straight into the into the into the story um, you automatically is uh, care about wit I mean wit's actually quite a cool character which played by Daniel McPherson and I just it, it's this will only be sort of relevant to Australian audiences, but Daniel McPherson, as soon as I saw him on screen, I was like, why the hell is the guy from Dancing with the Stars in this film? It's like, surely there could have been a better choice, you know what I mean? It's like, it was really, really strange. Um, but I basically had to eat my words. It was... Uh, he, he's an actor. It's, yeah, but he's... That's his job. He hasn't proven himself to be a good actor up until this point. It's, 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 and, uh, Wasn't he in The Bill at some point? I don't know if he was in the bill, but he was in Wild Boys. I don't know. Look, let's just say uh, I haven't seen anything to make me think, oh, gee, Daniel McPherson, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> but now I can say that because he, along with some of the others, just absolutely kick ass. It's just he is from from the moment he appears on screen. Despite that initial, what the hell? <laughs> oh my god! It's <laughs> as, like as soon as I got past that bit, he is awesome. He's likable. He's charismatic. Everything he does makes sense for his character, and he just he basically just gives it his all uh, throughout this entire thing. So it's, it's really really cool. 
Oh yeah. So the other thing about bad thing was pacing. Um. So yeah. So Alan, so he when he's first introduced, you got that thing at the, at the base and the credits roll, and then you got the next bit. Now the next bit, unfortunately, it it has to happen, right? So it, it's it's the the standard. All right, Marines. Here's our mission. Let's go do our mission. I mean, it happens in every single film of this type. Even Aliens does it. But the only problem is, is that unlike the way Aliens does it, this scene is so unbelievably boring that I just I struggled to get through it. It's the actor that delivers all the... It's, it's basically just a, a five-minute exposition dump. And the, the, the actor that delivers the exposition is terrible. He's, he's probably the worst actor in the movie, to be honest. And... The, the information, it just, it just didn't need to be done this way. There's so many other ways that it could have been done. Uh, voiceover, uh, recordings of some kind, conversations that they had when they went to the base itself. Any of these ways could have, it could have done, um, if anything. If, I mean, I did say at the start that it was derivative of Aliens. This is the one scene where it needed to be derivative of Aliens and do it the way Aliens did it, which is awesome. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't. So... So I was a bit bummed after during the scene. I was like, oh, this is not very good. Um, luckily, though, uh, the pacing does pick pick up as soon as they get to, the, after the scene, they eventually do transport to the to the mining base and uh, the film just just ramps it up from there. It's like a, it's a, a tour de force from then on, which is uh, very, very, very cool. The rest of it, I'm happy to say, is actually is, is all positive. The production values on this film are absolutely top-notch. This is almost to the level of, like, A-grade Hollywood stuff. The majority of the film is um, small practical sets with CGI enhancement. And there's a couple of situations... There's a couple of scenes where it was painfully obvious that's what it was. But not in a horrible... It's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a way. It was, it was actually... I mean, because I knew that was the case, it, it didn't. It didn't bother me at all. I was like, "Oh, well, you know, it is what it is." So it's not not in a cardboard walls move. Yeah, yeah, way. exactly. It wasn't a nineteen seventies Doctor Who style. style. <laughs> it was. It was still. It was still very professionally done, but just obvious. That's all. Um, as a as a, a long term movie goer, I could, I could see these sort of scenes. But then they would have sort of scenes that were just so so well done. It's like, well, this is obviously where they've put their money. And it just it blew me away with just how well it was integrated. It was just it was beautiful. It was it was like it was it was like they were actually on like a much larger movie set. Um, the design itself is awesome. I mean the mining the mining thing place. I mean it's it's essentially exactly the same as every other you know mining slash abandoned base you've ever seen in any science fiction movie. But it was so cool. It was it was very very cool. It was like it was it was sort of a classic. It just it reminded me of sort of classic. 1970s sci-fi sort of design and it even had I know, they, they, they didn't have to do it but they even had the classic sort of DOS type computer text on the screens <laughs> which is ridiculous when you think about it I mean, it's just, what was the point of that but I found it was awesome. I was like, I was like, this, this to me was the icing on the cake. You know, it was like, it was like, and actually, I actually would have felt bad if they'd whipped up if it'd been Windows Seven or something. You know, what I mean? Windows Seven, <laughs> you know, Vista, because <laughs> yeah. well, it's set in the future. So if it's in the future of now, old for them would be what we've got now. Yeah. So it would have made perfectly logical sense for Windows Seven or Vista or you know, heaven forbid, ME <laughs> to have flashed up on the screen. Right? It would have made perfect sense. Palm OS. But the fact that they went all the way back to DOS, I just thought it was... They got an extra point just out of that. was brick. Um, so, yeah, so the production, very, very good. Um, and the acting. So I've already mentioned Daniel McPherson, who just 
I, 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 I do, I, I'd have to give an apology for my initial what the hell is this guy doing in this film reaction because he breaks, he proved his worth the entire film. Um, he, he just does an excellent, excellent job. And so does everybody else. I mean, you even get, I mean, it's a group, it's, it's the classic sort of aliens thing. So you've got a whole bunch of characters that you, A, don't care about and B, don't learn anything about. I mean, even aliens had that problem. You know what I mean? So, you need some red shirts in a movie. Yeah, you need some red shirts. That's the thing, right? But uh, I mean, there's quite a, quite a few of the 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 characters in this team. Who cares? You know what I mean? It's, I mean, they just fodder to to get bumped off, and that's that is it's a bit of a bummer because one of them's a Hensworth. <laughs> so, uh, which which one is he? He's Luke Luke Hensworth. So, and the family resemblance is strong in this family. It's pretty it's pretty cool. So, he automatically got a bit of a bonus for me. I was like, oh, Luke's got to live. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so. Um, but there's certain there's certain scenes that happen later on in the film that you need to have some sort of emotional connection to these characters to appreciate, and because you don't, because you had learned nothing about them previously, it's like oh well, who cares? I, I mean I don't want, I don't want any spoilers, but there's there's a, a male a male and female members of these team that are in a romantic situation, and. Up until this point, you get a very brief explanation that they even even mentioned that they are. It's like it's, it's like the you know the look across the room sort of deal. So you know it's like it's very subtle. And then later on, there's a just harrowing scene involving these two characters that I just couldn't feel any. Anyway, the, the scene the scene essentially doesn't work, which is a shame because both actors really go into it. And that's and that's the other major plus of this film is the acting is spot on. I actually read, I read up a bit about this film after I watched it. And it's filmed, it was filmed in Sydney. And uh, the way they did it is they actually had the actors living in the warehouse where they were filming. Um, I don't know if all the actors were there, but at least some of them were, um, including the director and stuff like that. So they're all sort of in this sort of sort of tight sort of space. And so... You know, as any anybody who's ever shared a house before in their life will know, you know, tempers were were frayed at certain points, especially in a, in a, a shooting the film environment, and like people actually were getting into real fights and and real arguments, and and that comes across in this film. There are certain scenes in this film where the stakes are at the highest they could possibly be, and they give it their all to sort of, you know, and, and they're completely one hundred percent convincing. Really great stuff. That's about all I got, really. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it's, like I said, it's a it's Australian film, science fiction, um, so automatically it gets some bonuses for me, um, and I just I highly recommend uh, checking it out. I mean, not not just because it's Australian and because it's science fiction, but it's just despite its its flaws, and it does have some. I'm not, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I want to, but despite those, there's enough greatness, and I'll actually I'll use that word, not just goodness. There's enough greatness in this film to sort of overshadow overshadow those, and they are production and acting. Um, so, uh, Infinity will be available to rent or purchase on iTunes and other digital platforms from May 8th. Um, so check it out, rent or purchase it. I highly recommend it. It's not a waste of your time. You'll enjoy yourself. Uh, rating three out of five. Cool, man. Sounds like some, uh, riveting sci-fi. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm always, uh, I'm always up for some sci-fi as, as our listeners will know. And, uh, I just, and, you know, and I, and I want to support local industry as much as I can There's, the amount of effort and love that went into it is uh, definitely definitely seen on screen well I know that you've been like watching like uh, some retro sci-fi 
lately. Oh yeah, well I got uh, well a, a friend of mine, an unnamed, an unnamed friend, because they uh, they unfortunately uh, used the torrents, <laughs> but uh, has has uh, procured for me a hundred and twenty seven gig of nineteen fifties nineteen fifties science fiction. Uh, we're talking some classics and some rubbish. <laughs> it's it's breed breed stuff. So I've been uh, watching through some of those. So so, uh, so thank you to my unnamed illegally torrenting person. And uh, uh, it's just 127 gigs. It's just it's just got everything. It goes through everything from the 1950s to the 1959. And it's I mean it's got some just some just absolutely terrible stuff in there. But it, but it's sort of stuff that you just can't get. <laughs> You can't get this stuff. You can't legally purchase these things. Yeah. These are things that have been taped off TV and and stuff like that. And it's even got it's even got which I watched the other morning, the movie that they played in American schools during uh, in 1950 Duck uh, and Cover. called Duck and Cover. Which, oh yeah, which I've is just I can't believe this was yeah. actually shown to kids. Yeah. It's just horrifying, <laughs> horrifying. How did they even get up in the morning? It's like, well, screw it. I'm not even going to school. Do um do movies go out of copyright? Like I know I think photographs go out of copyright after fifty years. Yeah, some of them, some some of these yeah. films are actually uh, available. There's another another website that the name just now suddenly escapes me that it shows that has uh, out of copyright films available for download. The uh, Internet Archives. Yeah, the Internet. Yeah, the Internet Archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so the, so you can get stuff like Plan Nine. From outer space, and yeah, stuff like that, robot monster, and, and you know that's that sort of stuff. Um, so, but yeah, so some of those are in this collection as well. Um, so that's fine, uh, but some of them are still, you know, copyrightable. <laughs> that's really neat, <laughs> David. Yes, are you ready for Azerothian times? <laughs> I'm so ready. All right, you better damn be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> The first thing I want to talk about actually is not the patch notes, which we do have big patch notes coming up, but um, the movie date being changed. Have you heard about this? I have not. This is news for me. Oh, man. I'm bringing something to you. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movie, I don't know what the original date was, but they moved it to the summertime. So in America, at least, it may still come out at the same time in Australia, but yeah. in America, it's going to be a summertime movie competing with um, Transformers. Is there another Transformers it, 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 film? Yeah, another terrible Transformer film. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a new Transformers film going out. Yeah, dude, I don't even I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the last like two of them. I don't know. <laughs> I've but, heard rumors uh, that yeah, Shia is LaBeouf. Is he still in there? Is no, he no, he's, he was replaced by um, <laughs> <laughs> by Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. No way. Yes, That's a joke. Have you not Have you not seen the last Transformers film? No, I, I, oh, I haven't. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, so he's, he's, he, was replaced, he was replaced by Marky Mark. Um, all right, so it's being pushed back to the summertime. And while this is three months, I think it's like three months further that we got to have to wait. The good news is, is that if Legendary, who's, who's putting out this movie, if Legendary, you know, saw the product, I don't know what they show. I don't know that the movie's so complete now that they showed Legendary a whole movie or if they just have like, you know, enough production done that they could pretty much show it, or, or, or how that works, I don't know. But if Legendary saw the production from Duncan Jones and Blizzard and said, ah, this thing's going to be kind of crappy, they'd put it out like the beginning of the year. Right. Um, right. Movies that come out like in the summertime, 
are usually like your like you know like Avengers two just came out and then we're moving in the summer and there's you know like those types of movies come out in the summertime so like, I think yeah. this is a really good sign that the movie is actually going to be good. Right. Is or, it coming? Out, is it coming out the same time as any of the? It wasn't moved because it was a Marvel film in the in the way maybe. I don't think there's a Marvel film. Well, what's the actual release date? It's June tenth. Yeah, June tenth, twenty sixteen, and they're like I, I I think it's a good sign. I think I don't think it's a bad sign. Opening week weekend for Warcraft is gonna be huge. No matter what the movie looks like. The movie could be stick figures <laughs> on a flip chart. Like you remember those stick figure karate <laughs> videos that used to come up on YouTube? It could be that. The whole movie could be that and it will still sell out opening weekend because of just the sheer numbers of people that A currently play WoW and B have played WoW at some point. Yeah. There, it, 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 so it could just be that decision is just that no matter how good the movie is, it's gonna be it's gonna have a certain amount of success and maybe that's enough to push it to the summer no matter what. Yeah, it's not competing with any of the Marvel films. It's got uh, the Conjuring two, Now You See Me two, and Uncharted. So it's I think yeah. it's I think it's it, the opening weekend for sure is going to be massive. Yeah, yeah, I think it I I think it's a good sign that the movie's going to stay in theaters for a while and, and and really I think it's going to be good. Like I was joking about the stick figures thing. I, I do think that there's going to be a certain level of success no matter how good or bad it is, but I I actually think that just Blizzard just notoriously will not put out a product that they that they don't believe is is complete. And I feel like that that they'll you know, and they've turned down other scripts, and they kept this one. I think that the fact that it's moving to a different date, it just it hypes it up even more for me. And I know we have to wait a whole damn year, but like it's it's. I think it's going to be worth the wait, and I, and I think it's actually going to like blow up in the mainstream too. I don't think it's going to be just a like Warcraft fans go see this movie. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to actually be a pretty big, pretty big success. But moving on from that and the actual game news we have uh, patch 6.2 coming out it's actually already in the PTR there's people playing it now does it give and, us does it let us fly uh, no flight yet not well, on then, the PTR no, I don't care move on <laughs> dude are you on the flying camp I, I totally I don't want flying yet I want flying in like 6.3 they need to bring it out then I'll tell you I, I, I want flying for one very stupid reason because I'm trying to level my fishing. And because I hate fishing with a passion, it's like, why would I fish in a game when I don't like fishing in real life? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I love it on my main and I'm not doing it ever again. I know, exactly. That's exactly. Once I've got it to 700 on this, on this one character, I'm not going to do it ever again. But, but, but to get there, I've got to go, I've got to ride in my garrison. I've got to ride around out the garrison and sort of around a sort of a bit and then sort of down to the fishing shack. Whereas if I could fly, I could just fly over that wall and bam, I'd be there. That's the only reason I want to fly. That one reason is you're, you're in-game lazy. My, uh, my in-game laziness of, laziness of having to ride for five seconds is why I want flying. Dude, there can't be two worlds that you're lazy in. Like, you got to be productive in one or the other. Anyway, so patch 6.2. So the main, the main things in 6.2 is, uh, well, what... All right, so you probably what is the thing that you're most excited about, and then I'll tell you what I'm most excited about. I don't know. Any, we'll I don't wrong. know anything that's coming in into the patch, so I couldn't tell. You. Can't answer really? Yep, not a thing. I haven't looked at a single thing. Where have you been, David? <laughs> Sorry, man. I've got other stuff to do. You said you said you're going to take over the show next week, and you just didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> I seriously, I didn't do any research of any kind. 
How about being honest with you? <laughs> All right. So, uh, time walking. Have you heard about time walking? No. All right. So, time walking is they're going to do these like time walking weekend things where it'll be like this weekend you get to do knacks for an entire weekend and it'll be at level, at level 100. And all the bosses will drop gear that's relevant to your current character. Um, wow. So, like, you'll be able to go do old content at level and even get gear for it that'll help you do, like, you know, High Mall and, and BRF and everything. So it's the same thing they did for Mountain Molten Core, but it's going to be a, a different one every weekend? Yes. I didn't even think about comparing it to Molten Core. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be just like what they did at Molten Core, only I think Molten Core even got new models and everything. The way I understand it, this is actually going to be the same content, same everything. Well, let's hope they do better than what they did with Molten Core, because Molten Core, all they did was change the bosses. All the trash was exactly the same, only up to level, of course, but still yeah. dropped the same crap that it dropped originally. <laughs> so it was absolute absolute waste of time. So you had to fight through these ridiculously powerful mob trash to get nothing yeah. out of it. It was just it was pathetic. I had a lot of fun doing it, though, but I do know what you mean, though. The, the trash off the mobs was, was the same. I really think it got better over time. So anyway, right, time walking sounds it? awesome. Yeah, time walking is cool, but what do you think about it being just weekends? Uh, I'm cool with it. Right. Yeah, I think it's... I actually... I was expecting you to be devil's advocate. I actually like it. <laughs> Sorry. I actually like it, too, so we didn't get a good conversation about it. It's the worst what? decision Blizzard's ever made. They've ruined the game. I'm cancelling my subscription. <laughs> well, all right, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why it's good, David. Um, so, like, if it weren't on just weekends, like if it were all the time, like you would never get a group together to do anything. It, exactly. it has to be. It has to be on the weekend so that everybody's wanting to do it at the same time. And, and um, I think it's a cool thing. I think it's yeah, really cool. I do. I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, the legendary quest line gets uh, pushed further. The new rings have a instead of it being like a uh, personal buff. It's almost like a bloodlust. Whenever your ring goes off, everybody else wearing a ring, uh, they they get buffed exponentially based on how many people in the group have a ring. Oh, okay, um, so interesting. If, yep. So if you don't have a legendary ring, you got to get it now. Does it the person? Does it do the personal buff and the group buff, or just is it replace the personal with it's, the group? Because that'd be pretty annoying. Yeah, it replaces the personal oh, with the group. Come on, this is the I, worst thing Blizz has ever done. I always find it annoying when people's rings go off. <laughs> <laughs> why is, read, why read is a fire. <laughs> why is it annoying? Because now I'm gonna say because I very rarely go into group. Like I don't like other people. So so now that I've lost, you're playing the wrong game, David. <laughs> 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 you should go buy GTA Five or whatever and play that. <laughs> I don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> so I've lost. I've now lost my personal buff, which I have all the time. To be replaced yeah. by something that I have only get to use when I'm with other people? Screw that. No, it's the same. You still no, I'm get, canceling you my subscription. Still you still get the stats that your ring gives you. It's just the um It's not good enough. The, like the random proc thing. It just if you're in a group with and you're the only person that has a ring, it's gonna be exactly the same. If you're in a group that has six other people with a ring, then not only will yours be bigger, but theirs will be too, and we'll all get it at the same time. I've always wanted a big ring. Big, <laughs> okay, anything else? No, also we get uh, a new zone is unlocked. You get to do the in the jungle. Oh, the, the what's it called? The Tanan jungle. Tanan jungle. Cool. Which unlocks unlocks Hellfire Citadel. So they're they're basically redoing Hellfire Citadel. 
Wow. And it's going to be the new it's going to be the new raid. So it would be the the third tier. That's pretty I'm cool. I'm still on the fence as to whether it's the final tier or not. Okay. Cool. Um, okay. The there's also and I'm not I'm not super excited about this, but there's also a new garrison feature being added to the game. Oh, it is called gosh. the shipyard, and basically we'll be able to do naval missions um, down there by yeah the back of your garrison. You know how it goes down to the ocean or whatever. Yeah. Like you're gonna build a shipyard right there. And I don't know if, if naval missions are going to be like you're literally driving a boat. Yeah, it'll be it'll like, be the same as um, the naval missions in like um, Assassin's Creed, that sort of deal. I don't know how that works. Yeah, do you just like send them out and they come back, or or do you actually go do it? Oh well, if it's Assassin, if it's like Assassin's Creed, no, you're right. If it's if it's missions like they actually do missions now, then they just send the pe- the pe- the followers out. Then who gives a crap? But if it's if it's like Assassin's Creed, we actually have to. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag where you actually are in a boat and you have to steer the boat and put it into position so you can fire on the other boat then that would actually be pretty cool yeah I don't I don't know how it's going to be it's already on the PTR there's probably videos of people doing it um, but I, I haven't seen it I'm not sure and then last and another thing that I'm kind of excited about is um, the new dungeon difficulty of Mythic so you'll be able to do Mythic Dungeons which sounds fun it's going to be like you know, heroic but harder. <laughs> don't we already don't we already have mythic dungeon level? We have mythic raid raid content level. Oh, I see dungeon. mythic raid. Okay, so now mythic like dungeon. Five yeah, this would be like five man dungeons. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's actually pretty neat because I I like doing five mans. I I don't like tanking in a raid setting, but I like tanking in a, like a small group setting. All right, so we're doing coming soon. They getting out of here. All right, and then in American cinemas on May 8th, we have Maggie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not sure what it is, but it's got the it's got the Swartz in it. Well, it's um, it's a it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Abigail Breslin or Breslin, and she's a zombie, and he's her father looking after. Her. Oh, that's weird. That <laughs> is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Look after um, zombies, you should have been <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we also have Five Flights Up with uh, Morgan Freeman. Cool. Uh, Hot Pursuit and The D Train. <laughs> giggity, you know what I mean? The D Train. Oh, yeah. All aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Brave Town, Prego Land. What? Prego Land. All aboard the D Train to Prego Land. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they didn't do that on purpose. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and uh and skin trade. I don't know any of those movies. Skin trade, it just gets worse. <laughs> just don't even go to the movies. That's a bad oh, day for the movies. Yeah, just stay at home. Maybe maybe go see Maggie. That sounds interesting, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, D trade Craigerland. <laughs> Australian cinema is May 7th. We get Clouds of Sils Maria, which looks like, uh, I don't know, it's got Christian Stewart in the lead, so who cares? Uh, Ex Machina. There you go. Go see it. So go see it. Uh, Kurt Cobain Montage of Heck, which has uh, got some rave reviews, so it might be worth checking out. Uh, the Rewrite, which is, uh, well, Chris will be happy because it's a, a, a romantic comedy <laughs> 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 with uh, Hugh Grant and Marissa Tomei. And last but definitely not least, I'm very excited. Pitch Perfect Two, we're back, pitches. 
<laughs> Perfect was on TV last night, and you know it seems like it's been on TV every night for the past two months. I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I like this film. It's weird. I but I do. I, I do like it. It's got Australia's own in it, Rebel Wilson. Australia's own Rebel Wilson, so therefore it's yeah. worth watching. Maybe you say that without blurring it all together. It's got Australia's own in it, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> Australia's own. Yeah, so thanks for listening. And Crystal. <laughs> well, thank you. It? Thank you for listening too, Bo. <laughs> and David. <laughs> Super mega nerd David Super mega nerd who rides the D train <laughs> David the wise And I'm going to get some coffee and aspirin <laughs> <laughs> Well thank you Yumbo It's been an absolute pleasure having you take the reins I didn't, and Especially since I didn't have to do any work It was awesome <laughs> Yeah man, you know what it's like being me now This is, this is usually how my Saturdays go <laughs> You can just show up. It's great. Hey, he did an excellent job. Round of applause. Yay! Yay. Next uh, episode is 142 with the uh, the other crew, the alternate crew. The original flavoured crew. And then episode 143, Barrel, <laughs> the original flavoured crew. And then uh, episode 143, Barrel will return, uh, but I'll be back in charge and it'll be the start of our new Clash of the Champions Back to the David regime. <laughs> I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> we got a break from the Dave Tatership. <laughs> the Dave Tatership. <laughs> this is getting horribly mean to me. I don't like it. <laughs> Poor wise old Dave. You want to say goodbye to everybody? Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> is that it? Bye, everybody. Have you been drinking? <laughs> Out on the D tree. <laughs> Bye. You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can write on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on Nerd Culture Podcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show... Use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net, or search for NCPTV on YouTube, because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs>